Hey, welcome everybody to Big Valley Grace Online. I'm grateful that you are uh, with us. And I want you to know I miss you. I, I can't even express how much I miss you and care about you and love you and think about you and pray for you. And there's gonna come a moment when we're gonna be out of all this COVID stuff. It's, it's coming. And uh, man, I'll look forward to us being able to meet inside this uh, brick and mortar building again. But I do miss you deeply. I care about all of you. I pray for you. I think about you uh, all, the, all the time. I want you to take your Bibles, okay? Whether you're in an apartment or a house or you're in your motorhome, backyard, I don't care where you're at, and turn to Exodus chapter 20, okay? Uh, we're in a series here at Big Valley Grace where we're looking at the Ten Commandments. And we've given you some really great um, supplemental material. For instance, we uh, told you about Kevin DeYoung's book, The Ten Commandments. And this has been a, a, a great help, hasn't it? This is a great book. If you did not purchase it or you haven't gone online and downloaded it to your Kindle, let me recommend you do that. It's an easy read, and Kevin really lays out a lot, of, a lot of really great thoughts, and everybody ought to have this as we go through it. And then, of course, uh, there were, I don't know, I don't know how many, maybe close to 1,000 people that purchased the 50-Day Adventure Companion Journal that we here at Big Valley Grace made up. And we know that many of you are walking through this. You're using this in your small group uh, time or whatever, your quiet time, your personal time. And this is a tremendous tool. And I wanna just encourage you to keep, keep using it, okay? Uh, Big Valley Grace exists, right? To, to make disciples, disciples who love God and love others. And this is one of the tools by which we help um, make disciples, if, if you will. All right, so, so far we've looked at the first four commandments, right? We've looked at the first one, which is you shall have no other gods uh, before me. That's the first commandment, right? And this is about putting God first in your life. It's the first commandment because it's supposed to be the first commandment. You gotta get this one right. If you don't get this one right, everything else kind of falls apart. So commandment number one was, you shall have no other gods before me. Okay, commandment number two is, you shall not make for yourself an idol. This is about keeping God first in your life. This is about worshiping God. This is about making sure that you don't have anything else in your life, your family, or whatever it might be that keeps you from having God be the number one thing in your life. And then number three is, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. God's name is sacred, right? God's name is holy. He doesn't want his name used in some crummy way or used as a, you know, a filler or a cuss word or whatever. And then last week, we looked at number four, which is remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And this is about God saying, hey, I want you to rest. I want you to take a day and set it aside that's special, that's unique. A day primarily where you recharge your spiritual batteries. For most people, it's Sunday, right? Sunday's a day you come to church with your family, you hear from God in a special way through the preaching of the word. You sing songs, you bring your offering to the Lord and 
uh, all of that. For others, it might be another day. But number four was remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Today we're going to look at number five or the fifth commandment, which is honor your father and your mother. Okay? In Exodus chapter 20, it says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So the first four weeks, okay, you don't have any other gods but me. Don't make for yourself an idol. Don't misuse the name of the Lord. Hey, take a day and make it holy and sacred. Remember the Sabbath. Those four all have to do with our relationship with God, okay? It's all about our walk with God. In fact, the Bible says in, uh, 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 in, in Matthew chapter 22, in fact, somebody asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? That's the greatest commandment. Another way you could put that is just keep the first four commandments. If you are keeping the first four commandments, you're, you're nailing the greatest commandment that you would love God above all else. But then Jesus went on and said, yeah, this is the first and the greatest commandment, but the second is equally important. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And now we're gonna get into the next six commandments, right? Number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Those six all have to do with the second greatest commandment. Those six all have to do with how do we love our neighbor? How do we care about each other? And so the first four commandments are all about God, how we fulfill God's command to love him above all else, right? And now we're going to start looking at how we fulfill the second greatest commandment. How do we care about others and love um, others. Now, before I get into the meat of the message, I, I want to give you three quick thoughts, okay, or maybe uh, quick truths, okay? And the first one is this, okay? You can't miss God's standard for the family when you look at the fifth commandment. You can't miss it. God didn't say, honor your father and your father. He didn't say, honor your mother and your mother. He didn't say honor some other crazy combination. He said, honor your father, that's a man, and your mother, and that's a woman. There's no wiggle room for any other combination. All throughout the scriptures, you can go all the way back to the very first book of the Bible, right? Genesis. We see God's standard for the family. God created Adam, and then he created Eve, and then they had children. So the first quick thought I want to give you as you look at the fifth commandment is, is that you can't miss God's standard for the family. Number two, quick thought number two is, remember, nobody's perfect. And this includes your parents. So as we go through this, and you keep hearing the phrase, honor your father and your mother, I just want you to remember that nobody's perfect. You're not perfect, I'm not perfect, and your parents aren't perfect. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, for everyone has sinned. Everyone has fallen short of God's glorious standard. Everyone. That includes your mother. 
That includes your father. Because we've sinned, we're all warped. We all have faults. We all have weaknesses, right? We all have inconsistencies. We all make mistakes. And this includes your parents. In 1969, there was a guy by the name of Thomas Harris, and he, he wrote a book, it became a bestseller, entitled, I'm Okay, You're Okay. Some of you remember that book. I read the book. I'm Okay, You're Okay. That was the title. I want you to know that's not true. You're not okay, and I'm not okay. The Bible tells us very clearly that all of us are messed up. All of us have sinned. Now, in 1993, there was a gal by the name of Wendy Kramer, and she wrote a book that was entitled, I'm Dysfunctional, You're Dysfunctional. Now, that title nails it. We're all dysfunctional. And my point is, is that I want you to understand as we go through this, that you gotta remember your parents were not perfect. Some of you had great parents, I get it, but they weren't perfect. Some of you have decent parents, they're not perfect, right? And some of you had some really crummy parents and I'm gonna talk more about that in, in just a, a, a little bit. And so I want you to understand, You know, let me just answer this question real quick. Hey, Pastor Rick, what if my parents were evil? What if my parents were really crummy? What if they did some really, really heinous things? Am I to honor them? Let me just quickly say, and I'm gonna talk more about this. When a private sees a captain, he salutes the captain. That captain may be a really evil, wicked person. He's not saluting the person. He's saluting the position. He may not even know who the captain is. He's just saluting the fact that that is somebody who has a rank higher than him and he's honoring it. And so for some of you, man, your parents are so evil, your parents are so wicked, your parents were so sinful that you know what, we're not talking about you know, honoring the, the people. We're talking about honoring the position that they had. And let me give you the, uh, the third quick thought. Quick thought number three is this is that you need to understand that respect for authority begins in the home. There are basically three authorities in life. One is the home, one is the church, and one is the government. And each of them have a role to play, right? They're the basis for an orderly society. Authority at home, authority in the church, and authority in the government. And the very first place that a person begins to learn respect for authority, whatever that authority is, is in the home. And we all can understand why that's so important. It's important because if a child grows up with a lack of respect for authority, they grow up with a, you know, nobody tells me what to do kind of an attitude. They usually have a hard time in school. They usually have a hard time as they, as they get older and get into a career or any other kind of relationship. Why? Because there are a lot of times when you have to do something that you don't necessarily want to do, but your boss 
or somebody has asked you to do it. Somebody in authority has asked you to do something. So it's super important that you learn to respect authority and it all begins in the home. And let me just say this. Some of the problems that we're facing right now as a nation, okay, is simply because the fifth commandment has been all goofed up. Children have not learned proper respect for their mother and their father. And so we have a whole generation or two that, man, they just, they just have no respect for any uh, authority. So with all this said, how do you fulfill this commandment? How do you uh, honor uh, your parents? And I want you to know that this message right here is multi-generational, okay? I'm gonna give application for all of you. So if you're watching right now and you're a child, I want you to pay close attention because there's application for you. Maybe you're a teenager right now there's application for you. Maybe you're a college student or maybe a little older than 18. There's application for you, even if you're living at home still. What if you're an adult and you have your own children? You know, how, 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 how does this apply to you and your parents? I want you to know we're going to walk through this, and I think by the time I'm done, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I think you're going to see there's application for for everybody, okay? And, and it, it's because the reason why there's such broad application is because we're all in different stages of our lives, right? In fact, let me talk about the first stage. The first stage is as a child, you honor your parents by obeying them, period. If you're under 18 years of age and you're sitting out there right now in, in your house, in your home, in the living room, in your bedroom, I don't know where you are watching this. Here's how you fulfill this command. You fulfill it by obeying your parents. Plain and simple. Ephesians chapter six weighs in with these words. Children, obey your parents as the Lord wants because this is the right thing to do. The command says, now Paul in the New Testament is going to take us back to Exodus chapter 20. Honor your father and your mother. And I want you to know this is probably the easiest stage for us all to get. Children are to obey their parents. And when you obey your parents, you are fulfilling this fifth command. You're honoring this fifth command when you simply obey. If they ask you to mow the lawn, mow the lawn. If they ask you to clean your room, clean your room. If they ask you to be home at a certain time, be home at a certain time. If your parents, your mom, or your dad ask you to do something, and you don't obey, you're in violation of the fifth commandment. If your parents ask you to do something and you don't obey, you're in violation of the fifth commandment. And by the way, you can be over the age of 18 
And as long as you're living under your parents' roof, they're the ones who are paying the mortgage on the house. They're the ones who are paying the insurance on the house. They're the ones paying the MID, the PG&E, the phone bill, the electric bill. They're the ones who are buying all the groceries, whatever all that might be. If you live under their roof, you are required by God to simply obey. And if you don't obey, then you're in violation of the fifth command. So the first stage is the easiest stage, right? If you're a child, if you're a child, you simply obey. But there is a second stage, okay? As a young person, I honor my parents by accepting and appreciating them. This has a, another feel to it. In Romans chapter 15, it says, therefore accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. And you know what? You, you, I could change this around and say, hey, kids, young adults, accept your parents just as Christ accepted you. You see, here's how it works. The older you get, the more mature you get, you start seeing the faults in your parents, don't you? You see, when you're little, when you're in first grade, kindergarten, man, you don't see those things in your parents. You might be in second or third grade and you don't see those things in your parents. But all of a sudden, you know, you get to be an adolescent, a young adolescent, and now all of a sudden you begin to see all the faults in your parents. You see their weaknesses. You see their, the, 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 the chinks in their armor. So it becomes important for you to accept them in spite of their weaknesses. It's important for you to accept them and, and, and appreciate them in spite of the fact that you can now see they're not perfect. Now they've noticed all of your life that you're not perfect. You're just now able to recognize because you're maturing that they're not perfect. And God would say to you, hey, you need to accept them. This is one of the ways that you honor them. This is one of the ways you fulfill the fifth commandment. Now acceptance doesn't mean that you pretend they're perfect. It doesn't mean that you ignore their mistakes. It doesn't mean agreeing with all that they do or agreeing with all that they ask you to do. It just means that you accept them. That's all. That's all it means. In fact, let me give you three thoughts as it relates to accepting your parents. Number one would be, remember, you wouldn't be here without your parents. Just keep that in mind. You wouldn't be here without your mom and dad, right? In fact, listen to what Proverbs 23 says. Listen to your father. Without him, you wouldn't exist, right? Listen to your mother. Without her, you wouldn't exist. One of the ways you accept them, one of the ways you appreciate them is just remember, you know, I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for them. God used them to bring you into the world. 
Isn't that, a, isn't that a, just a, a great thought? Let me give you another one. Listen to what your parents have to say. That's a great way to accept them. That's a great way to appreciate them. Once again, Proverbs 23, listen to your father. Listen to him. It doesn't say that you have to agree with everything he says. It doesn't say you have to agree with the way he chooses to live his life. It just says, hey, listen to him. He brought you into the world. You wouldn't exist without him. So at least listen to what your mom has to say. At least listen to what your dad has to say. You can, you can disagree with them. You, 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 you don't you know, have to like everything that they say. But one of the ways you accept them, one of the ways you appreciate them, one of the ways you fulfill the fifth commandment to honor them it's just, listen to them. And then number three, forgive your parents when, when, when they blow it. That's a way to accept them. That's a way to appreciate them. I love what Paul says in Colossians chapter three. He says, make allowances for each other's faults. Each other's, would that include your parents? Are you to make allowances for your, your parents' faults, for their habits, their hangups? for the crummy things that they may do or the crummy things that they may say and forgive anyone who offends you. Would that include your parents? Absolutely it would, right? Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. You must forgive your parents. And so those would be three ways that you can accept your parents is simply by remembering you wouldn't be here without them. And number two, just listen to what they say. And then, hey, when they blow it, and they're gonna blow it a lot, just like you blow it a lot, why don't you forgive them? Don't hang on to things. Deuteronomy chapter 26 says, be grateful for the good things that the Lord your God has given you and your family. Be grateful, be grateful. Let me give you two ways you can be grateful. Remember um, their effort, appreciate their effort. Let me tell you something, parenting is difficult. You don't realize that at a young age. What your mom and dad have been doing in your life, maybe you're five years old right now watching this, maybe you're 10, maybe you're 15, maybe you're 18, maybe you're 19 or 20 and you're watching this right now. Let me tell you one of the ways you can be grateful is just appreciate their effort. It's not an easy thing to be a parent. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. And I know because I got three kids. Part of the reason why my hair is gray right now is because of my kids and all the time, energy, and effort it took to raise them. Have you ever thought about how much easier your life or your parents' life would be if you hadn't been born? You ever thought about that? I want you to know something. Um, <laughs> my life would be a whole lot easier. Now, I don't, I'm not saying I wish I didn't have my kids. I love my kids. I'm glad I have my kids. They're a gift from God. But one of the ways you can be grateful is by just appreciating their effort. And here's another way you can be grateful. 
or, or, or show your appreciation to your parents is by appreciating their sacrifice. Let me tell you something, parenting is expensive. When you look at all of the money your mom and dad or your mom or your dad or your guardian or whoever it is have shelled out on you, it's incredible. If I had all the money that I have spent on my three kids, if I had it all right now, man, I, I, I could hang out with Bill Gates. It's a lot of money. It costs a lot of money to have you. And why don't you be grateful for everything that your parents have done for you? You may not have gotten everything you wanted, but your parents took care of your needs. And that's one of the ways that you can be grateful, right? Now, in these first two stages, honoring your parents through obedience is, is critical. In, in, in fact, let, let me give you a three things that the Bible says about, um, about forgiveness. Well, you know what I'm going to make about uh, uh, if you honor your, your parents. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make that a homework assignment for you. There is all kinds of passages in the New Testament that talk about what happens when you obey your parents. And that's your homework assignment. Okay, maybe in your small group time, you can all open your Bibles and start to look and explore what God has to say when you obey your parents. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that be your homework assignment. I wanna go to the third stage. So we look at two stages, if you will, of uh, how you apply this fifth command. Here's the third stage. As an adult, I honor my parents by respecting them and helping them. Proverbs chapter three says this, don't withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. Would that include your parents? God says, don't withhold good from those who deserve it. And your parents deserve it. You wouldn't be here without them, right? They've spent a lot of time, energy, effort, and money to get you to where you're at. Maybe you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I don't care how old you are. But they did a lot to get you to where you're at today. And the Bible says don't withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor, if you can help your mom or your dad, now don't say come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Beloved, for many parents or grandparents, the older they get, the less respect they get and the less you know, affirmed they are because all of their friends who respected them and affirmed them or whatever, they're dying off. They're not around anymore. Your parents are at a phase of their life for many of you where they're no longer wanted in the marketplace for their skills. They're no longer wanted for their wisdom. Their children have grown up and they now have busy lives of their own. They have families of their own. And so a lot of your parents live lonely lives. Your parents have a, a great need. They have a desperate need to feel and to know that they've made some kind of positive contribution to your life. 
Yes, you're married. Yes, you're off with your own family, or maybe you're still single. But man, don't forget about your parents, even though you don't live under their roof anymore. Now, how can you affirm your parents? How do you do that? Well, let me give you a couple things real, real quick as I land the plane. Number one, you respect your parents by staying in touch with them. That's super practical, isn't it? You respect your parents by simply staying in touch with them. Every time you send them a card or a letter or an email or a text or whatever, I think you're obeying the command to honor your father and your mother. All the flowers in the world at their funeral won't do them a bit of good. All the kind words that'll be said at your parents' funeral won't, be, won't matter at all to them. But they'll matter right now. And let me just encourage you, honor your mom and dad by staying in touch with them. Reach out to them. And let me just tell you, they're of a generation where they appreciate snail mail. They appreciate when you actually write out a card, you, you write out their address, it shows up in their mailbox, and they open it up, and read something. Yeah, it takes you a little bit more time. Yeah, it'll cost you the, you know, whatever stamp cost now. But for those of you that are older, you fulfill this fifth commandment by simply staying in touch with your parents. Let me give you another way. You respect your parents by asking for and listening to their counsel. Look, you don't have to do what your parents say. You're not a child under their roof. You're an adult now, out on your own. But one of the ways you honor them is when you just say, hey, dad, hey, mom, I was wondering. I was thinking about maybe buying this house. I was thinking about maybe buying this car. Hey, mom, dad, what do you think about this? And letting them share their wisdom with you. Now, you don't have to do it. But wow, I want you to know something. What a practical way to honor your mom and your dad as an adult is by just simply asking them for some wisdom. Let me tell you, Paul said this in 1 Timothy chapter 5, pretty, pretty weighty. He says, whoever does not care for his own relatives, especially his own family members, has turned against the faith and is worse than somebody who does not believe in God. Wow. Whoever does not care for his own relatives, especially his own family. God puts a high premium on you caring, respecting, honoring your mom and your dad. You don't live under their roof anymore. You're an adult. You're raising your own kids maybe. You may not even live in the same town or the same state or the same country as your parents. But God says, listen, you still have an obligation to care and to honor your parents. And if you don't, God says, man, you're like somebody who doesn't even believe. 
Let that sink in. One of the, one of the great ways you honor your parents is when you say, hey, mom, dad, hey, I've got this decision coming up. I'd like to get your, your input on it. And you sit there and you listen, whether it's over the phone or face-to-face, over coffee or whatever, and you listen, and when they're done, you may think that's the dumbest, they gave you the dumbest idea on the planet, but you look them in the eye and you say, thanks, mom, thanks, dad. Because you remember the fact that you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. You remember the fact that they put a lot of time, energy, effort, and money into getting you to where you're at today. And so, you know what? You just sit there and you honor them. And you let them share with you whatever, whatever their wisdom might, might be. Now, I think one of the things that's super interesting to, to me is what happens in John chapter 19, okay? Jesus is on the cross. He's dying for the world, okay? (laughs) He's dying for you and me. You want to talk about, you know, fulfilling an incredible mission. I mean, this guy had the greatest mission ever, Jesus, He's dying on the cross. He's got nails in his hands. He's got a nail in his feet. He's got a crown of thorns on his head. He's been beaten to a pulp. There he is. You got the picture? Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas. And Mary Magdalene was there. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, that's John, okay, that's John. He said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, John, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Here's Jesus, dying for the world, dying for every human being that has ever lived and ever will live. And in the middle of this gruesome scene on the cross, he looks down to his friend John and basically says, John, that's my mom. I want you to take care of my mom. I'm gonna be dead here pretty soon and I need you to take care of her. Jesus, in this moment, was fulfilling the fifth commandment. He was honoring his mom at that moment. And if Jesus, dying on a cross, can take the time to make sure that his mother was honored, that his mother was taken care of, look, you can find some time, can't you? To send your mom, your dad a little note. My biological mom and my biological father are both gone. But as I thought about this, I still have a a stepmother. She's really been like my mom in a lot of ways. And I was convicted by this. I just haven't stayed in touch with her as well as I probably should have. But one of the ways you fulfill this fifth commandment if you're older is simply 
by asking for their, 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 their wisdom. Now, as I wrap up this message, okay, um, I want to give a quick word um, to moms and dads, okay? So I've basically been talking about kids, right? If you're young, you just obey, right? If you're, you know, you're in that middle teenage years, you know what, you honor your mom and dad by not only obeying, but accepting them because now you can see all the stuff happening in their lives. And if you're older, you, you honor them by staying in touch with them, right? And gathering the wisdom. Mom, dad, I want to share with you something. It's easier for your children to honor you when you cho choose to live honorably. Now, the fifth commandment, God says honor your mom and dad regardless of whether you live an honorable life or not. But it sure makes it easier for children, young adults, folks that are, you know, your older kids to honor you, respect you when you live in an honorable way. In fact, the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 6. And now a word to you, parents. Don't keep on scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Rather, bring them up with loving discipline. Now, I can tell you, I've not always nailed that in my own life, my own family. I haven't. Um, I've made my children angry at times uh, and resentful. There's no doubt about it. None of you moms and dads are going to do this, this perfectly. But I do think the application for those of us that are our parents is, wow, how we choose to live certainly makes it either easier or harder for our children to fulfill that fifth commandment, if you know what I mean. So here's what I want to do. I want everybody to stand up in your home, apartment, wherever you're at, okay, backyard, doesn't matter where you're at, okay? And let's just say those simple words. There are six of them. It's the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. Let's say it again, okay? Honor your father and your mother. One more time, number five. Honor your father and your mother. And let me just say this. When you're honoring your mom and dad, when you're fulfilling that fifth commandment, you're also well on your way to fulfilling the second greatest commandment, which is when Jesus said, not only are you to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but you're to love others. You're to care about others the way you care about yourself. And it begins, I believe, with your mom and dad. Let me pray for us, okay? So Father, thank you, Lord, for a chance to be together and look at your word. And God, I hope that somehow um, this message was um, convicting for some, hope so. I can't imagine everybody who's watching this is nailing it when it comes to this fifth commandment. For some, maybe their moms and dads are no longer here. 
God, um, maybe they didn't honor their moms and dads very well when they were alive. And that's the beautiful thing about you is you bring forgiveness. I didn't honor my mom and dad all, all the time, always, and I'm thankful for your forgiveness. But for those that, who still have a mom, still have a dad, God may somehow, some way, whether they, they're young or old or whatever, may we all be committed to fulfilling these six words. Honor your father and your mother. And Father, I ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, amen. Blessings, everybody.